obedient, 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 obedient is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to follow God. I will. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Ashley. And Shantavia, and this is Obedience, Obedience Podcast. Podcast. So if you haven't watched our series trailer, tune in now to get the details of our new series, Friendship. First, we should pray just to get our hearts and minds settled. How about that? Yeah. Let's do it. So God, we want to first come to you today saying thank you for waking us up another day. We want to thank you for laying this topic on our hearts and thank you for the opportunity to come together and talk about this topic to discuss it in order to get it out to everyone. We pray that you enter into our meeting today and guide us in sharing this topic and help us as we try and share personal moments from our lives. We pray that you take control of this meeting and anything that the devil tries to get in the way of, you stop it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, a little recap of a well-known story in the Bible. So, the David and Goliath. So, it's pretty much one of the first Bible stories that I uh, learned. I don't know about y'all. So, um, Goliath, he continued to taunt the Israelites. And it states that he was the Philistine champion. Like, nobody could be, beat him. So he challenges the Israelites in verse, um, in verse 8. He says, choose one man to come down here and fight me. And if he kills me, then he will be your slave. Then we will be your slaves and vice versa. So Jesse sends David to check on his brothers, who is in Saul's army. So David is a shepherd boy, and he he helps his father, um, who is Jesse, uh, tend to the sheep. He's a shepherd boy. So when David arrived and he sees that Goliath is taunting um, the Israelites, and the Israelites were terrified, like they were running away from him. So David heard about the reward to kill Goliath. So that reward, he says he will give the man, one of his daughters, for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. That's a good reward. <laughs> so, so David, so David is sent to Saul, and David let Saul know that he will kill Goliath. And Paul was just like, "Whatever. <laughs> How can you compare to this big old uh, Goliath?" So, David says. I've been rescuing my sheep from bears and lions and he will kill. He will do the same to the Philistine too. So in verse 37, David says, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lions and bears, he will rescue me from this Philistine. So, so I was like, all right, he allowed it. He was just like, all right, go ahead then. So he takes his stones, his five stones, his shepherd's staff and his slingshot, and head towards the Philistine confidently. Confidently. He knew. So David told Goliath, I come in the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies. 
and the Lord will conquer you, and I will cut off your head and give you the body, give your body to the birds and the wild animals. So the battle began. So David pulled out one of his, one of his stones along with his slingshot, and the stone hit Goliath in the forehead. A big old joke fell. <laughs> <laughs> and it killed him. So the Israelites conquered the Philistines. Then after Saul was just like, who is this man? Because they had never heard of him. And he sent his commander to go and get David and bring him in so they can get to know one another. And they met David. All right, Ashley. So thank you for that recap of chapter 17. We thought that that was really important um, for the story because it really introduces David and tells you the type of character that David has and also preludes to um, how David and Jonathan actually met one another. So now we'll start in 1 Samuel chapter 18. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3, and I am going to be reading out of the NIV version. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. So one thing that I pointed out, um, as you guys probably know, when I read the Bible, I try to look at things that are said twice because I feel like that's important. Um, And the statement, and he loved him as himself, is repeated twice in chapter 18. Well, right after David finished the entire battle with Goliath, they meet one another and they instantly become one in spirit. And he loved him as himself. A verse from Leviticus and it's in chapter 19, verse 18. I'll read it. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I know one thing that we've been learning in church, Ashley, from Pastor V is um, with the Old Testament, you always try and um, match it up to the New Testament so it can be true because everything changed with Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And so if we skip over to Matthew 22, well, chapter 22, verses 36 through 39 is stated again. And this is at the point that Jesus Christ is on the earth. So it says, teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So it's stated numerous times in the Bible that we should have neighbors or friends that we love as ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I feel like friendship is really important in this world and in our life. What about your friends? <laughs> Will they let you go? Will they? <laughs> My personal definition of friendship is someone that I can escape to, someone who will help me, someone who's there for me, um, someone who's understanding, someone who can support me. Um, especially when I'm there and when I'm not there. Cause you know, sometimes you go through these phases in life where you may disconnect yourself from someone and it's comforting to have a true friend where you can go back to them 
or even have that friend that'll be like, okay, I haven't heard from her in a while. Let me check on her. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's what a definition of friendship is. But what about you ladies? What's your definition of friendship? Um, mine is the same. Like I, someone I can talk to that I can talk to and be totally honest. Like I can just pour it out, but they still kind of help me come reel me back in a bit. You know what I'm saying? Cause you can have those kind of, I don't want to say crazy, <laughs> but those moments of, you know, just being low in spirit or just being sad or emotional, but someone that can, you can trust in first, you can be vulnerable with, um, completely vulnerable. Um, someone that you, that will treat you like a sister or a brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. For me, um, a true friend, in my opinion, is somebody who's like, like you said, is always there for you, who has this loyalty to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's case they're around somebody that doesn't like you, and they start talking about you. You know, it's like, hey, don't talk about that person. You know, take up for me. Or, you know, even if I don't talk to them often, I can just still, like, pick up where we left off. You know? Right. Support me no matter what. Like, hey, you're on my mind. How are you doing? You know, it's somebody that I could depend on just for emotionally. You know, just somebody to always be there. Mm-hmm. Even when times are hard for themselves, you know, y'all can talk about it and tell me when I'm wrong. I don't like people to just be like, oh, yeah, you're right. And yes, there's no be honest with me. You know, somebody that can, you know, listen to me, not judge me and be like, hey, you're actually wrong in this instance. So, you know, teach me how to come back in and, you know, get some reality check here and there because everybody needs that. You know? Amen. Yes. Be completely honest with me, even when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but listen to me, though. Both of y'all pointed out two things that are really important that I didn't even think of. Like Ashley, you said being able to be vulnerable with that person. Like you can have somebody that you talk to every day, but I feel like if you can't really be vulnerable with them, you can't really consider them a friend because, you know, when you're going through that low moment, you can't even talk to them because you're hiding yourself. So they don't really know you completely. And you probably don't know them completely. And Demetria, you pointed out something too. I cannot stand a yes friend. Like, I need you to tell me when I'm wrong. And I need to be okay for you to tell me when I'm wrong. Because that's what, they they need to help you grow. And if we're going to be in a friendship and I can't help you grow, what's the point? So we do have some... Um, our friends on Facebook have commented and we asked the question, um, what does friendship mean to you? And we do have a few comments that we did want to read. Um, Carolyn Collins says that friendship means to me that someone who has my back, like you have theirs. Shamiko says it means someone who I feel safe and I can be vulnerable with. Um, and also, it's about reciprocity. Um, you may not talk to them every day, but you know the person um, in authenticity. Mm-hmm. Jeremy says that someone who can who holds my best interest in high regard and who keeps me accountable and can play spades. Not spades. Spades, girl. Not you can't be just playing Uno. You have to play straight spades. We can't be friends because I don't know how to play spades. <laughs> well, I know how to play, but I'm very bad at it, so I can't be your friend, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I can play. You just Uno. makes the cards right. I'm a huh. 
You no, just make scrolling. It's a hyper space. I can play when I'm not good at That's it. That's solitaire, huh? <laughs> we can play Uno. I'm good at Uno. Mm-hmm. Raise 10, too. Mm-hmm. See, that comes with evolving. Like, if my friend not to play spades, you got to teach me. There you go. Come on. All right. Taylor Harris said, a friend to, to me are people who have each other's best interests at heart and hold them accountable for wrongdoing and mistakes. Mm-hmm. They uplift each other and can be completely honest with one another, even if the truth hurts. Great point. Um, if you don't, be sure to follow us on Facebook. We are very active and we like talking to you guys. And, so- and you can be featured in our episode. So if you do want to be featured in an episode, possibly look out on our Facebook page and then comment and you can be featured. Yes. So all of our comments sounds as though it's important for us to have friends. And we mentioned this in our therapy episode. Um, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch. Um, it was important to us to share each other burdens. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to bring up this scripture in Galatians uh, 6 and 2. And it reads, share each other burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to someone else. You are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. So that pretty much puts us in our place. Look, you need to share. <laughs> you ain't that important. Now you're going to have to have some kind of relationship somewhere. Mm-hmm. And most of all, God wants us to have relationship. I don't think we can make it throughout this life with no relationship. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the importance of having friends. So for me, um, whenever I think about friendship, I do think about Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 10. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Mm -hmm. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. I feel like that that says it right there. Like we both well, we all know if we try to get something done by ourselves, how hard it is. But the minute that you bring someone along and someone who's your friend, because they're gonna make sure they're doing it right, they're not gonna have to do it, it makes things so much easier in the long run. Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Right. Because we all will fall in life. And so we all need someone to help us up at different times in life. Yeah. And it, it makes me think about that scripture. Like he, it says in this world, we will have troubles, um, but take heart. But what if you down and you don't have anybody to pick you up? Yeah. So a lot of times I have, a lot of times my sisters can catch me in my weakest moments. And it, if it wasn't from them in those moments, like, cause I, I probably won't share it, but they saw me in it. And I don't know, like, if, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have a friendship or a sistership and no other kind of ship to help me up. Because <laughs> I can't do this thing called life by myself. No. And it's, in, my, in my opinion, it's, it's better to go through things not by yourself, too. It's best to go through things with other people, especially if somebody has already been through that. They can kind of help guide you through it as well instead of you trying to muster in your own, trying to figure out 
where to go and how to handle stuff and you just do it with that person like okay this is what happened with me maybe you should handle this way you know just just so you won't be by yourself and feel so alone yeah that's so true what you pointed out like that's one of the important thing about having relationships with different types of people because they can help you along the way, especially if they experience things already that you haven't experienced. I wanted to also point out if we continue reading chapter 18, um, verse four, it says, Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. So at that time, Jonathan literally took everything that he had on and provided it to David. And that is such a good representation of how true friendship is. Because I know with me, like, if I know that any of my friends need something, I'm trying to think of a way that I can help them get it or think of a way that I can help them out in that situation. And so that to me is an important reason to have a friend because they're always going to be there for you and looking out for you and trying to help you through your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either you or Demetria, you guys pointed out of having like a, a different kind of friends. Um, and it's good. I think it's good to have like a good well-rounded circle because you can have like a friend that has a different perspective or something and then they can bring out things that you didn't even think of or like a, or another friend didn't even think of and they can understand you more I may call on this friend because I'm going through this mm-hmm. I may call on this friend because oh I know like you said they may have went through that thing and they can give me some kind of insight or advice yeah. or it can encourage me throughout that time mm-hmm. so I think that's good a good point to add as well and um, I also just want to add that you need to have friends that stretch you if that makes sense, because we have a tendency to find people who are like in our same areas. Mm-hmm. But you know, we need someone to. I've been taught that we is like a third, a third, a third. It's like you have to have somebody that's you know above you, somebody that's with you, and somebody that's kind of under you. So the people above you can help you get to where they are. You can help the you and the people that's in your same area. You know, you can push each other to mm-hmm. do that. And the people under them, under you, it's like you can help them get to where you are. Now it doesn't have to be like with a job or something or a career it's just like emotionally you know some people are lower than others and some people are higher than others so you may need somebody to pull you to get you to that point so i think that's another good important reason to have a friend that's a really good point (laughs) (laughs) again was that 30 what did you say third a third a third Okay, let me write that down. Makes a whole. Come on, think. Hey, third, third, third. I like that. I like that. I'm going to take that from you. <laughs> That's a good way to transition into like the next topic because most of the time, like if you're like doing the third, third, third method, like and you're finding people like a little bit underneath you, you're going to be older at that point and you're going to be trying to make friends later in life than when we normally make friends, you know, when we're in elementary school or high school or middle school or anything like that. And you want to be my friend? I'll give you my juice. <laughs> it was so easy back then to make friends. All you had to do was bargain. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my pink crayon. <laughs> I said it really was easy back then. You said my favorite color purple. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> So 
I wanted us to talk about the the concept of making friends as you get older. Because we see here in um, David and Jonathan's story, like these are older men. We don't know how old they are, but we know that they're not children at this point. So they are older than, you know, the school age when we normally make friends and they instantly became connected to each other so fast and they were older. So, so what is it like for you ladies to make friends? Go ahead, Dimitri. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, for me, it, I'm kind of an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. Like, I like my time to myself, but I also like being around people. And um, for a while, it well, it's not hard for me to make friends anyway, but it was hard for me to trust people. So I would treat people how I wanted to be treated, and then, you know, you start treating me that way, I would just bond to you as a friend. But I had to learn that you have to love without expectations. So just love people. Just love to love people. That's what I do. I love to love people because I don't want people to feel unloved or anything like that because I felt that way before. And I had to learn that not everybody has the same, I don't want to say love, well, yeah, love language. Everybody doesn't have the same love language. So, true. so I, had, I had to take into account that not everybody shows the love the way I do. So I can't expect me from other people because we're all so different. And I have to be more attentional with my friendships as well now because as an adult, you know, you have to watch out what you're, where you want to go in life and who you're friends with. Because you can be friends with somebody who just wants to party all the time, but that's not the life that you want to live anymore. So you have to, you know, just be intentional of who you consider a friend or who you're around all the time because who you hang around is actually who you are. Yep. So no matter how people try to make it seem like they're not who you are, like who your friends are, who you are. Um, and yeah, I just like to be more understanding of people, more empathetic because and give grace because I was the type of friend that you did one wrong thing I'm just like I'm not a <laughs> friend anymore so I have to learn that people make mistakes and I have to forgive and just give them grace and you know just listen and you also have to listen and pay attention to the signs that people give you because as an adult now people give signs that we like to ignore because they're they're what we I'm gonna just like what we like, maybe, or what we, we find pleasure in. And you can have, like I said, you have that party friend. They make you feel good, mm-hmm. but they're not that good of a friend because you tell them something in confidence and they're telling somebody and, you know, a whole other scenario. But you just gotta be more attentional with it and pay attention to the signs. But sometimes God gives us signs and we ignore them. And then, you know. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm an extroverted introvert too, more so introvert. Um, <laughs> so it's like a, I don't know, a 30, 70. Um, but yeah, I struggle with making friends. And it, I think whole, like, it's pretty much because I didn't, I kind of grew up with the mindset of like, oh, you don't treat me like I treat you. Bye. You know what I'm saying? But I had to, like you said, I had to learn to extend grace i'm learning to extend grace i'll say that Um, one thing that i learned that you know people do i mean your friends will come from like different backgrounds they probably were raised different 
their love language languages. I'm glad you brought that point up because they love in a different way. So just because they're not treating you the way that you treat them doesn't mean that they love you any less or they not that's their definition of a friendship. Um, and then sometimes they can even learn from you. Um, like you could be doing something better. Like I can say that I'm being the bestest friend I can, but I'll be like, you know what? Maybe you can work on some things here. And that comes back with being honest with them um, as a friend, um, because you can portray something, you can say something, and you may have thought it was in love, but it, it really wasn't, darling. <laughs> it really wasn't. And you can kind of help that person and be like, you know, kind of, you know, put a little grace on top of that thing and a little gravy just to uh, season it up. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> But yeah, but I'm learning to be discerning because just because you have something in common with someone doesn't mean that they have to be your friend. And there's, I think also too, that there's different levels of friendship. Like I can have a friend that I talk to every day, but then I also have a friend that I don't talk to every day. I probably talk to them once a month, maybe once every two months or something, but it's just like we talk every day and we can catch up. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm I'm probably like the complete opposite of you guys. Um, because I I'm probably like ninety percent introvert and then like ten percent extrovert. <laughs> probably change it ninety-five percent introvert and five percent um extrovert. But um me being an introvert, it really made it hard for me to have friends because it wasn't a priority for me to have friends because most of the time I was okay just being by myself. When I was younger, um, I had friends, like you guys said, you have like those um, different sets of friends. I had my school friends. And then when I got home, it was like, I don't talk to them. They're just my school friends. Like the reason I function that way, is because that's what I saw growing up. So my mama, she has friends, but like she didn't hang out with her friends. You know how people go to like Sunday brunch with their friends. My mama didn't do that. And so in my mind, it was just kind of like you hang with your family and then you like talk to your friends when you're at that designated place that they're your friends. Um, But as I got older, I realized that that wasn't necessarily what everybody does. Like some people actually do hang out with their friends outside of Mm -hmm. school, outside of work. And so as I got older, I started to become intentional with making friends and I was one of those friends I don't know if you guys saw that meme where it's like um how introverts make friends they an extrovert an extrovert finds them and like latches onto them like that's literally (laughs) how I made friends (laughs) most of my friends are extroverts but as I got older I did become intentional about trying to make friends if I like use you as an example Ashley like um we work together and I knew that you were in my class together. Like previously, I just would have been like, okay, we work together and we go to school. But I was intentional to be like, okay, let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, whereas before I wouldn't you know, necessarily do that. So that's how I have started to make friends as, as I'm older is just being intentional about speaking to people, you know, asking them how they're doing, asking them to hang out. I feel like a good brunch always brings people closer together. Uh, (laughs) So that's how I have been making friends as I've been older. Well, you just made me think about some tissues, Teddy. It's just like, 
being intentional with your friendship too is like don't be a placeholder in that person's life mm-hmm. if that makes sense like just don't be there just to be there like have some reason to be there like add some value to that person's life or they let them add some value in your life yeah don't be just somebody who's over in the corner and just somebody can call to do yeah i feel like it's important when you when you make friends to make sure you have a friend that guides you in your life without them even knowing that they're guiding you you know you're just looking at them from the outside um admiring how they're going about their lives and they're guiding you without even knowing based off what they do it it reminds me of how we're supposed to be as christians like we're supposed to live a christian life and people are supposed to look at us and be like I like how they're living. Like, let me see what this man called Jesus Christ is. They see that light. Yeah. So I think that's important too. So we can go ahead and move on to the next topic of this episode, where we're going to talk about the importance of godly friendship. So in our quarantine series, where we talked to Ivan A, she talked about me actually being her purpose friend. And I had never thought of a purpose friend before but like when she broke it down I was like wow like I'm doing that without even knowing that I'm doing it so I was like you know let me let me write my friends down and let me figure out you know what each one of them are in my life and when I came to you Ashley I realized that you were my God purpose friend after I started thinking about it so just to think about um how we met um I was working at Winn-Dixie already. You were working at Winn-Dixie and then y'all's store transferred to our store. So we were kind of like forced upon each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember at the time, I think I saw you one night studying and I was like, oh, she's in college. I'm in college too. But you were going, I think, to Bishop at the time. And then you transferred to South and I was at South. Um, And then after we graduated, well, no, before we graduated, we ended up being like in the same major. So we took a lot of classes together. And then um, after we graduated, we still would hang out. So the reason I like say, okay, you may be my purpose friend is because like the reason I have the job I have now, I vividly, vividly remember, like, I think we, we went to brunch that day. We went mm-hmm. to spot a team um, and you had got a job already. And they called you and I just so happened to be in the car with you mm-hmm. and you told them about me and I've had the job, what, four years now. Um, same with you. Like I got you the job, you know, when you were ready to transition over to um, our company. And then when we, when I got the idea of the podcast, like you were the first person I thought of and you jumped on it, like you were quick to it. And it's been times where you've checked on me when you didn't even know anything was wrong with me and you just, you know, being obedient to Holy Spirit, just reached out to me and checked on me. And I know that if I need somebody to pray for me, I can depend on you to do it. So I would say that you're my God purpose friend. That's why I brought them tissues to, uh, to the sink. To the I may get a little warm. So do you ladies have any golly friendships that are like special to you or any God purpose friends that you can think about in your life? 
Yeah, um, I would definitely say uh, Shay is pretty much my purpose friend, my God purpose friend. Um, she'll know this, but sometimes she she will she's a good friend that's gonna hold you accountable. She gonna check in on you. <laughs> um, so there were definitely times where I would she didn't know this, but like I had stopped reading because reading my Bible like um hot moment. <laughs> I had stopped reading and my excuse was pretty much like I can't wake up in the morning. That was pretty much my morning thing. Um, like I'm a morning person, not a morning person, but I study best in the morning. I, I feel as though it starts my day. And she asked a question one day and she was just like, how's your reading or like, how are you studying? And I, the podcast has definitely increased my faith in my reading and studying the word. And that's so the acronym of scripture, um, observation and application application and prayer uh-huh it's really helped me study even more um and also she's asked me like even times in while well, in a podcast like i could be um kind of distant at times and she's kind of she has brought me back into like getting on my grind and doing what i need to do for the podcast i can um sometimes i do get in my feelings and she does a good job of checking up on me sometimes i don't feel good but she does a good job at doing that and keeping me accountable and reminding me things that I need to do and correcting me as well. Shay, I was, I was at my old church and I didn't know what to do. So Shay invited me to uh, a Bible study. Was it a series that y'all were having? We were having. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came and I got hooked. <laughs> and I can say that really right way has increased has grown me and stretched me. I'll say that. It stretched me into the person that I, that I am becoming. And it is transforming me. And then other people that came with me, I can invite other people now and help other people grow. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to point that out as well. Thank you, Shay. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, with my golly friend, uh, I have to give one of my friends even... I got to give her credit for even getting me back into church. I met her in college, went to high school together and everything, but um, and college, my freshman year, she started going to, to church and she invited me one day and I was just going just to go. And, but it was my first time actually going to church consistently because I hadn't been in a church consistently in years. I would just go on holidays or I was pretty much a tiptoe Christian as some people say I hadn't been in the church in a while. And she got me to go and, and even though I was going, I still didn't, I guess, I didn't, I was playing church, as I like to say. I was playing church. I was going to church. I was participating in church, but I wasn't really applying what I was learning or what I was hearing. So then as I got older, I'm going to say about about last year, well, some years before, I'm say about two years before, I went through some stuff and I kind of ran away from church. But I still was trying to ease my way back in. And then I met some people. And then I met one person who taught me how faith really works. Because I was like, I have faith. But I still was worrying about stuff. And then he told me, he was like, if you really had faith, you, were, if you really had faith, you really wouldn't worry about it. 
because you know that God has total control. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to work on that. So then I was working on faith, but then I also realized I didn't really have a true relationship with God. And talking to those two people and then like um, my friend who started me in church, her dad is the pastor of the church. And just getting around that family, it taught me that I had to have my own relationship with God and not just just be at church because I want to go to church or have somebody to talk to, have friends at church. Like just we have church friends. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so I had to learn that you have to have that relationship with God. And I'm glad they pushed me to that. And when I do have those moments of where I want to run away from church, I'll think about them and I'll, or I'll text or call them. But I do, I will say that since I've had that relationship with God, though I'm getting that relationship with God, I will say that, like you said, people know when you're going through stuff and they talk to you. I have that sense now of when my godly friends are going through stuff, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel it, but I'm going to give them time to come to me if they want to. But if they don't and it starts to bother me, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I send them some encouraging words just so I can, you know, like, hey, you, I thought about you. Usually they're like, well, yeah, it came at the right time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you got to you gotta have those people who who's not only just your friend at church, but actually, you know, helped you with your relationship with God. Right. And I think that's so good what you said, because um, it's important to have someone as a friend who has their own relationship with God, because God can talk to you through other people sometimes. Yes. And if that person has a relationship with God, then they know what the voice of God sounds like. And they'll be obedient to the Holy Spirit and be like, hey, God told me this. Whereas you may have a friend who, you know, doesn't really have a relationship with God and God may show them something that he wants them to share with you. And they like, oh, I don't know what that was. And, you know, maybe tell you when it's too late. So it's really important to have a friend who has their own relationship with God. And going back to what I said earlier, it makes people want to have their own relationship with God. Like you said, seeing your friends and their relationship with God encouraged you to, okay, let me apply my own relationship with God too. So mm-hmm. that's really important what you said. All right. So that's it for the first part of this four part series. In this episode, we talked about the importance of having friends. Um, we talked about golly friends. We talked about making friends as you get older, the importance of having friends. And I think that's it. Did I miss something? No, that's it. So remember you guys to go and read first Samuel chapter 18. Um, that's where the story of um, Jonathan and David begins where we see the intro into their friendship. And then the next episode, we're going to continue in chapter 18 and we're going to learn a little about, unfriending people so stay tuned guys this is only getting better so remember to come back here same time next week for part two of our friendship series but until then as always be obedient we'll see you guys next time